0: Well, hello, welcome to uh, The Orchard Podcast. This is episode three in our Fruit of the Spirit series. We are so pleased that you are able to join us. If you're listening, uh, our hope and our desire is that this conversation between Amy and myself will be helpful to you, that it will inspire you in your faith and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. And so we are today looking at the Fruit of Peace, peace peace out, peace out. Uh, and it, i don't know about you amy but i have found it really inspiring just looking uh, spending the last week or so just digging into this word this this biblical word this this peace and uh, mining some of its depth and the truth mm. held within it i've really enjoyed it it's inspired my faith so you and I are gonna uh, uh, chat through some of the thoughts that we've had around this and how it impacts our lives, et cetera. And um, as I said, hope that it will really encourage you. You know, one of the things that uh, I discovered around peace is this whole notion of the word shalom. In fact, if we think about peace initially from that biblical perspective, like what is the ideal? What is this peace, this elusive peace that the Bible talks about? And this word shalom that we read in the Old Testament has has a lot to do with this. It's not easily translatable into English, as is often the case, but it's it's really about wholeness. Mm, it's about mm. connectedness. And that, that expresses itself within ourselves, but also in our world. So essentially, peace is when we find this sense of wholeness and connectedness within ourselves, and also when we see or when we bring about, when we play our part in bringing about mm. wholeness and connectedness in our world. And of course, the Bible talks about Jesus being the Prince of Peace. And we're going to share a little more on that in a moment. I love this from Colossians. Paul writes this in Colossians 1.19. He says, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. That's Jesus. Mm. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, making peace through his blood shed on the cross. And again, I'm going to say a little bit more about that in a moment, but let's talk a a bit more about this shalom. Shalom Mm. meaning wholeness, completeness, soundness, prosperity, uh, and uh, really completeness and wholeness is is about righteousness. That, That word righteousness, again, that we see in the Bible is about right relationship with God. When we are at peace with God and therefore at peace within ourselves and If we think then about the absence of peace or the absence of shalom, really the best word to use is fragmentation. Things within ourselves are fragmented, are broken. And as I said, that can be reflected in ourselves. So Something within us feels broken. And we talk about that, isn't it? In the church, and we talk about being broken. We're a broken people. Yeah. And that's, that's this sort of lack of shalom, lack of peace. There's a brokenness of fragmentation within us. But also we see that in our world, don't we? Like all over the place. There is a brokenness, there's fragmentation in our world. And um, my iPad has just died. So I'm having to use my phone now to look at my, <laughs> look at my notes. So oh annoying. God, no it's just reality check. My kids are constantly stealing my devices. And, and there's then no I, charge. There's no charge. <laughs> so I come to my iPad and there <laughs> is no charge. And so that robs me of peace. But we'll yeah. come on to that. We'll come on to that anyway. So we're talking about Shalom. And... Um, And the fact that in our world, this lack of shalom sort of equals fragmentation, disunity, you know, that there's a, and when we talk, we pray, don't we pray for peace in our world? Mm, And it can feel this sort of elusive concept, you know, this this ideal, this ideal existence that is just never attainable. think about the conflict that exists in the world around us it's sort of overwhelming isn't it complete even the lack of peace the fragmentation of brokenness that exists in ourselves can also feel at times totally overwhelming but the but the picture we get from the bible is that it's possible peace is possible when we find Jesus essentially and I love i uh, i love that um that encounter that jesus has with the woman who has the bleeding and what's interesting is that that when he heals her and if you know the bible you'll know that uh, she just reaches out and touches his cloak and she's healed and she's lived with this condition of bleeding for years and years and years which has been totally not physic- just physically debilitating but socially debilitating for her it's sort of it's it's caused fracture and brokenness in the whole of her life Every part of her life has been affected by this condition. She reaches out, touches his cloak, and she's healed. And what's interesting, I've never clocked this before, but Jesus says to her, go in peace. Go mm. in peace. Go and live a whole connected life. Amy, that's what, yeah.
1: what are your thoughts on this? Oh, Rachel, that's good. I um I think. It's funny because it was well, not funny, but I also have been on a journey of, <laughs> you know, just reading around peace and what it actually means and looks like, and um, and it's interesting that that word. So in the New Testament, um, the word for peace is actually in the Greek is arini. Um, so even what you were saying in go in peace is go in arini. Mm. Um, and it's also, um, we see this written in Ephesians um, 1, where uh, Ephesians, I think it's actually Ephesians 2, 14, where he says, um, for he himself is our peace, talking about Jesus. Mm. And so what we've discovered is that actually it's it, in the New Testament, we hear the word peace in total alignment with Jesus. Mm. So Jesus is our arene Jesus is our peace. Jesus is wholeness. Jesus is, you know, the, um, the, the restorer, the redeemer. It's in him that we find, um, our peace. Um, and I just, you know, I just love that. I think sometimes we think that, you know, to find our shalom, to find our peace is sort of, is sort of, um, sort of an abstract outside of ourselves. Like it's, it's sort like of an external like, thing, like we have to achieve. That we it, have sort of to, yeah, yeah, that we have to work at. And actually, I love that the simplicity or just the beauty that actually we find our peace when we put our complete and utter trust in Jesus, who is the peace bringer. He's the gift of peace that you were talking about. Um, and actually, I was reading... Um, in John 14, uh, verse 27, if you want to go and check, um, it says, peace, I leave with you and my peace, I give to you. And again, it's the same word, Irini in the Greek, um, or Irini or Irine, whoever, I don't know how and you, would... I think that would be an amazing
0: child's name,
1: don't you think?
0: Yeah, I, 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 Yeah, beautiful name. Add that um, to the list, yeah.
1: Any more babies? Maybe, anyway, another, no, let's maybe, not, maybe, maybe one day, let's maybe conversation. Conversation. But even in that, um, but you know to use that translation you know to see it um peace i leave with you peace i give to you um is it actually is talking about um that he, that, he's, that he's leaving um this competent secure calm leader mm-hmm. you know that's what it means in that in this um in this context and actually it made me think that actually peace is found when we allow jesus to be our Leader to be our master to be our um, the person in charge of our life. That's actually where we find peace when we surrender our all to Him. Is when we find the peace as opposed to something that we need to work at um, in our own strength. Because like we've always said in these podcasts that we're talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that produces fruit, um, and it's the gift of Jesus, um, the peace bringer that produces fruit in us as we give more of our lives to the one who brings us peace the one who is peace yeah could almost like stop the podcast right there couldn't we it's like
0: how how, how do we cultivate peace in our lives hang out with Jesus like go to Jesus be around Jesus and that is in a funny way it would sort slightly make this podcast a little null and void and (laughs) <laughs> and a little bit short but you could stop that, that exactly that yeah. it is it is a gift it's a fruit that is only cultivated in the soil of connectedness with the author and protector oh, yeah. of peace I know it's best survival but you know that's the point and yeah in a funny way that's been the revelation right yeah and yet, yeah so simple but yeah. it would be I think it would be even though it, it's so simple, we know that life kind of gets in the way. And I think it's really helpful, isn't it? If, if if we know that Jesus is our peace, if we know that, you know, that, that translation of Irene, that mm. the calm, I love that, the calm, confident, competent leader. Mm. If we, if it's as simple as putting our trust in him, why don't we do it? You know, yeah. what, why do we live so often without that peace? In fact, I know you were telling me about, tell us about the time when yeah. you
1: first experienced that piece. I think we take it for granted sometimes. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And I was saying, I was, you know, I was just saying to you this week as I was sort of thinking about this that um I remember really clearly that moment. So so you know, in a nutshell, I um sort of really committed my life to Jesus when I was 21 in Australia with you, Rachel. Oh yeah. Um I'd like to where think I really, had a little I had to do with it, but probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just you know had a real tangible. Um, moment, um, with the Lord, um, where he revealed himself to me in a really powerful way that completely changed my life. And, um, and I just remember the next day, I think I remember being on a bus of all things, but sitting, looking out the window and I remember feeling peace, like knowing peace mm-hmm. and, and in it's cognitive. I, I can remember the whole moment. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, and when I was thinking about it um I think the overarching sense is what we're talking about it it was that I I don't have to I don't have to live this life on my own anymore you know I don't have to you know I don't have to come up with the future you know I don't have to strive I don't have to um you know try and make all these decisions about life on my own yeah. you know it's like I can put my trust in someone who Who's my competent, secure leader? Who's who's the one who knows everything about everything, but knows everything about me and my desires and what I am, um, and has a future and a plan. And so it was just such a liberation. And I think that that was the moment of transaction, where it's like, I've just, I just want to give you my everything. Yeah. And actually then receiving such a great piece. But like you're saying, there's always... Why don't we do that more? Why I can't we just... And yeah, I think it's interesting as well,
0: you know, having done Alpha for many, many, many years and led, you know, led lots of groups and seen lots of people journey into faith, faith in Jesus through Alpha. I can't, I, you know, if I had a quid for every time <laughs> you're American and you're watching this, a quid is the equivalent of a pound, <laughs> So you know, in case you're like, what the heck is a quid? Um... Mm. Or you're from another nation. You shouldn't just talk about it very anyway. It's very optimistic that people I, in another nation. If, I, if are I had it. a pound for every person that said, I just experienced this sense of peace, mm. I'd be quite a wealthy person. That you know, that that is often the first gift, isn't it? That when people encounter the love of God, uh, when they encounter the presence of the Holy Spirit for the first time, what they experience is peace, this deep inner peace that, that you're just talking about.
1: So then what it transcends understanding,
0: <laughs> transcends, understand exactly, exactly. And so if we talk about then what gets in the way, what robs us of peace, like it might be that you're listening to this or you're watching this and you're like, that's great, Amy, yeah. you're yada, yada, yada. But right now I am lacking in peace. Yeah. Then, you know, Ames, you know, we've just kind of as we've chatted and planned this, we do plan this, by the way, I know that might come as a shock to you. <laughs> um, we just listed off like a whole range of different things that we've we experienced in our own lives, that we've we've encountered that have robbed us of that peace. And so this is not a comprehensive list by any stretch. And And also we understand that the life is complicated. And when we talk yeah. about things like anxiety, for example, which is an obvious next step if we're talking about what it feels like to not have that peace. Anxiety is, can be, a highly complicated mental health issue. And so we don't wanna, I I just wanted to say that as a bit of a caveat that we're not kind of glibly saying, oh, well, just do this, just do that. We recognize that. But anxiety, I think is, it is symptomatic of being in this broken world, living in a world that is broken, being human beings that are broken and therefore lacking in the peace, this irene, the shalom that the Bible talks about. And so I I guess the first thing is fear, right? The the thing that can rob us of peace is fear. It's anxiety. Um, Mm. Actually, Amy, you reminded me of this Corrie Tempoon quote. She says, Mm. worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. Yeah. I mean, that is just so profound. And I, I know for me, when I'm in fear, when I'm in anxiety, for me, it's not always the same for, other, for everyone, but I turn to control. That's when control kicks in. That's when self-reliance kicks in. And When yeah. I, I'm in fear about something, I my default mechanism, the brokenness, the fragmentation within me you know, it's like it automatically then switches into, right, okay, I need to control my environment, I need to control the situation, whatever that might be, whether it's, we've talked about food control in the past, whether that's, um, you know, again, creating an environment that feels feels safe and secure, and yet mm. we know it's sort of an elusive sense of, I mean, this year has taught us that we we can't do that, we are powerless to do that, or we turn to this sort of self-reliance, right, well, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to make stuff happen. I'm yeah. going I can only count on myself. And mm. when we're in that place, we lose our peace. Yeah. We lose that
1: sense of, of peace. Yeah. And, yeah, go on, Ames. No, I just think that that's right. And I think part of it is um, we we think that we become in charge, you know, and I think that that's the point is the peace is found as we place our trust in Irini. Here's we placed our trust in the Prince of Peace, into to Jesus. And actually, like you're saying the same, it's like those moments where you plan, you know, you suddenly got your, your to-do list is like, you know, anything that will give me a sense of, you know, control, control. Yeah. And I love to-do lists. So, you know, I'm not saying all to-do lists are bad. Um, but yeah, you just know when you've, you've got a bit of a five-year plan and you're maybe figuring out your finances a little bit too much, or, you know, you're, you're becoming the ruler of your um of your of your time or your life or your years um and it's like you're saying it's all protection isn't it it's all you know sort of um yeah how do I make myself safe (laughs) and I do think we we can talk about this later but I think we need eyes on that because that can also be a real invitation and just what you were saying actually just as a, a bit of a caveat as well is that this is a journey you know we are on a that we're on a journey to, um, to 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 find greater peace. It's not like a one-hit wonder. You know, speaking
0: of the journey, one thing I've been reminded of the last week or two is just how kind God is. He's so yeah. gracious. I was having a conversation with um, a younger mm-hmm. woman in her early 20s, and, you know, she's relatively new to faith and figuring stuff out and blah, 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 blah. And even in my exchange with her, I felt such grace towards her, you know, like... I can see where God is doing stuff in her life, where God is wanting to yeah, transformation and greater healing and greater wholeness and greater freedom. But I didn't feel like, why haven't you got it all together? You <laughs> why know, don't you feel like, <laughs> Yeah, she's young. She's a new Christian. And I think that's how God's with us. He's so yeah. gracious towards us in the journey, isn't he? Yeah. I love that. Well, I mean, another thing that robs us of peace, this is, again, no glib answers here just to be clear, is unforgiveness. I think when we lack peace, like I said, we've got this, this little list that we're going through, and we can we can put this online, actually, it might be helpful. We have to ask ourselves, why, why do I feel lacking of peace? Is it that I'm trying to control? Is it that I'm in anxiety? Is it that I'm in fear? Or is there unforgiveness? Another one is, is there unforgiveness in my heart? And we know that Jesus is so clear about this, that <laughs> in in the same way that we have been forgiven, we need to extend forgiveness. Not easy. This is a whole other talk in itself, but it's yeah. important that we mention it because I, I think there are a lot of people that live without peace because they are holding on to unforgiveness in their hearts. Yeah. It's again, I think this is Corrie Ten Boom. She's like our hero in this episode. She talks about this cu- the cup of unforgiveness being like, mm. I might be crediting her with something that isn't hers to credit. Anyway, but th- the point is, unforgiveness, holding on to unforgiveness mm. is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. You know, it's so toxic for us. Unforgiveness in our hearts, it, it, it is like the antithesis of peace. And we have to let go. We have to forgive. Again, I was in conversation with a friend of mine just this weekend about unforgiveness, about how there was somebody that I had to choose to forgive over and over again. And even sort of years after Mm. the, the offense, sometimes it will pop back into my mind. And I think, no, yeah. I choose to forgive again. I choose to forgive again. <clears throat> journey. So again, yeah. it might be that you're listening to this or you're watching this and you know that you are holding on to unforgiveness and that
1: yeah.
0: is the very thing that is robbing you of peace. The other yeah. thing that robs us of peace, unless Ames, did you, did you want to say anything on unforgiveness?
1: No, I was just going to say not on unforgiveness, but I think that it's a good place to land because I think that is it's it's a choice for so many, isn't it? It starts. It's a hard thing, and I think when I was looking at this, and we can maybe talk about this later. But the um, but the idea of um, uh, of receiving peace um, from Jesus, we also have we're is we're we're. We're given them the role to be Jesus and not yeah. just to um not just to, you know, you know, sort of extend that peace to others, but actually we need to um restore what's broken in us. And it's it's on us to um restore and um and to um open up and admit in some ways before the Lord what's broken in us, what this needs restoring. And that just that's that takes work. That <laughs> and I think that absolutely and this stuff takes work um not just click the fingers you know yeah, totally totally
0: i was going to say actually and this this sort of segues into that i think one of the other things that robs us of peace is sin like yeah you know, exactly big ugly word sin idolatry something that we've talked about before i know again in my life where i felt that sort of uneasiness that lack of peace that and and for me a lack of peace just to be clear is often expressed through this sort of sense of disconnection with God. And it's not like God has pulled away from me necessarily. I mean, this is all nuanced, just to be clear. Yeah. That lack of peace comes from a sense that I've almost unconsciously disconnected from God through choices that I'm making in my life. And I know when I've been stuck in kind of sin patterns or where I've placed stuff on the throne on Jesus's throne where i've made an idol out of things and those, as as yeah. we talked about this in previous episodes that takes away my peace because i become preoccupied about it in my mind and i think i think when we receive Jesus's peace it's like a peace that sits on every part of ourselves mm. it sits mm. on our mind it sits on our spirit mm. it sits in our the whole of ourselves do you see what i mean and i yeah. think there's something you can see, can't you, there's something remarkably beautiful, not in the not in the cultural way, but you know, the sort of that not, not by cultural standards necessarily, but there's a there's a sort of a, a deep inner beauty, isn't there? Yeah. Around somebody that has that deep sense of peace that sits within mm. them. Um, mm. comparison, I think, is another thing I know that has robbed me of peace. Am I am I striving towards something something? Am I striving To be like somebody else, is that robbing me of
1: peace? I don't know. What else? What else,
0: I guess, gets in the way of that peace?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think you've said quite a lot of them. The other things that we've put on our list, there are just, um, you know, those sort of unanswered prayers um, and those those longings and questions that we have that can... um, that that can become we can become sort of bitter as well if we if if we're not seeing what we want to see. Um, and again, I think that again it's sort of putting our trust back in a bigger plan, a bigger purpose, a bigger um idea of who God is and what he what he can see that we can't see. In fact, just this week um I was praying because I quite like to see the big picture. You know, I'm like, Lord, show me everything. And I actually felt like God show me um this picture of um in my mind of uh a, a, there was a, a picture and then I saw um a piece of paper over it and there was just a little hole in this piece of paper over the big picture. Does that make sense? It does yeah, and it was moving around and all I could see was little bits. Yeah. Of the whole thing. And I um, and I think, again, that's, I think sometimes if we can't see the full picture, if we're, if it feels like our prayers aren't being answered in the way that we want them to be, um, it can actually rob us of pieces. We move away from trust. Yes. Um, yeah. You've written Disunity on here as well, Rachel. Yeah, what? well,
0: I think this is a, uh, uh, well, I mean, uh, just on from what you were saying, I think I hadn't thought that, that actually, you know, resentment can build from not uh, not accepting almost what God is doing in our lives at that particular moment or, or where we are. Because I, th- I think, I yeah. think I know I've been in that place of resentment before and it yeah. certainly has robbed peace. And I think that's another one to check if I'm lacking peace. Is it because there's resentment and bitterness sitting in my... The, the other one I think is maybe connected to comparison is around... Um, Duplicity and pretense. I think this is key for the culture that we live in, right? That that perhaps for some of us, we're yeah. you know, we're we're in this place where we feel like we're having to sort of be one person in one situation and another person in another. And we f- we feel almost this tension, this lack of peace, mm-hmm. because we're mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. being duplicitous. We're we're lacking authenticity in who we are, and you know, we live in a highly filtered world right in a culture where we have to filter everything literally and maybe for some actually that lack of peace comes from feeling like well I I have to present this person to the world yeah the reality is this person yeah just to, to end I think I think one of the key ones, and we're going to come on to this in a bit more detail, is is around disunity. And I think disunity is, it's personal, but it's also bigger than ourselves. And we've seen a lot of that, right, in the world right now. There's this sort of this spotlight on racial inequality, racial injustice. And this is so important to talk about in the context of peace, in the context of Shalom in the context of what Jesus came to do, and we're going to say a bit more again in in a moment, but I think when we we have prejudice in our heart, when we have contempt towards another person or another people group, we have those feelings towards people that aren't like us, when we have unconscious bias in our hearts, then it will rob us of peace, and so it's so important that we look at that stuff. That peace, a lack of peace, can bring about this disunity within ourselves, but also within people groups, mm. within nations, within our world. But we're going to say a bit more in a moment. A- Amy.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good list. Feeling, <laughs> feeling happy, <Lovely>. feeling good. <laughs> oh. um, <clears throat> But I think, you know, just to, you know, sort of even go into a little bit more detail, but I think sometimes there we can, these moments, aren't there, of distress or lack of peace or whatever word you want to call it or fear or whatever the emotion that's coming up in the moment. I think we have a choice, don't we, in that moment. And I think we can either, which I often do, which is go to avoidance. You know, I need peace. I'm not feeling peace. I'm going to find peace in something like, you know, putting a Netflix show on or food or distraction or whatever it is. And like I said, those things aren't bad in themselves but they aren't they're a plaster aren't they they're a, they're a covering of a behavior that might make me feel a little bit distracted for the moment but actually what's um what's sort of counter to sometimes our initial reaction is actually to find the peace that we so desperately desire is actually to allow ourselves to sit in that distress that lack of peace and actually ask the questions you know where, where is this coming from? Why am I feeling like this? What what is happening where I'm out of alignment to the Prince of Peace? To where where am I? Where is all of that list, you know, basically? Um, And I think that so often it's a, this is an invitation by the Holy Spirit to greater wholeness, to greater freedom, to receive more peace when we, you know, sometimes I don't know about you, Rachel, but I'll pick up the phone to you often and be like, oh, you know, Jesus is at this thing again, you know, it feels like yeah. the Holy Spirit is showing me this again, you know, and it feels like this layer upon layer, you know, of, you know, whatever it is that we battle yeah, with. You, but then, and you have a lot of layers, don't you? <laughs> you have a
0: lot of layers. <laughs> it's going to take a long time, sister.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's an invitation, isn't it? It's the kindness of Jesus mm. that wants us to be fully surrendered to him fully in christ um and that's why it's important that we allow the holy spirit to sift our hearts search me oh god you know search me and find anything in me you know um as the psalmist says <laughs> psalm can't 139 yeah Boom! well done rachel yes. <laughs>
0: Does that make sense to you, Rach? Oh, it does. I, I love that, this idea that that lack of peace is an invitation from the Holy Spirit. What an amazing paradigm shift for our, our minds to get wrapped around. Yeah. And I think that that's the hard work, isn't it? And, you know, we yeah. talk about the fruit of the Spirit being a gift, and it is, it is. But we have a choice. You know, God has given us free will. Yeah. And like you said, when we lack peace, there is a key moment and you've I'm just repeating all the good stuff that you've said so I'll shut up but I know for me maturity in Christ has looked like yeah what I do with that choice yeah difference I think between growing moving in that direct trajectory and moving in that trajectory that when I experience like that disconnection that lack of peace am I going to self-medicate am I going to crush it, squash it, hide it, distract from it, whatever, run away from it with all the things you said. Or am I going to sit before the Lord and ask the hard questions? Yeah. God, what's the deal here? What's going yeah. on? I think that is absolutely key. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, just as we draw things into a close, and, and, and I, I think that where we land is really important with this because – Yeah. You said you alluded to it earlier on, Ainsy, but actually, peace is a gift to us. Yeah. But always, always, we are called to be a gift. Yeah. We receive a blessing to be a blessing, and peace is what we receive from God. But we are then called to be peace, to be, you know, peacemakers. Is is what we read in the Bible? We are called to be dealers in peace. Yeah. And that means introducing people to Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace. It means leading others on that journey, but it also is on a bigger scale. And I mentioned before, you know, the fact that there's this spotlight right now on racial inequality, racial injustice, there's disparity between different people groups and the, the injustice of that that causes fragmentation in our world. And we are called to be the balm, you know, to be Jesus' yeah. hand and feet, to bring about unity again. Um, yeah. And that means sometimes standing, and, and actually this is really important that shalom isn't the absence of conflict. No. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean we just sweep it into the under the cup. Oh, it's fine, everyone be okay. You know, can everyone yeah. just be okay? that's not how it works sometimes the hard work of being a peacemaker is allowing others to express their pain but also standing up and saying this is not right this is not okay and I I think I think as Christians we're called to do that and that means sometimes uh speaking up when the easy thing would be to stay silent Mm. and that means that means inviting difficult conversation when it would be easy just to sort of try and And it's interesting that whole make peace, make peace phrase has almost become uh, synonymous with sort of a, a dulling down. Just, oh, yeah, like peace silencing. Peace. Yeah, it I kind of. say that sometimes with my kids when yeah. they're like fighting, oh, just just, oh, be, you know, be at peace, be at peace. Actually, the harder work of being a yeah parent. okay well you you say, what what are you finding difficult and you what are yeah. you finding it di- it's reconciliation that's the word yeah. reconciliation exactly. not neat and tidy it yeah. is painful it's
1: messy but that's what we're called to do yeah right absolutely and I you know just again to it is it's about seeing it's about being Jesus it's about you know is being Jesus in our world you know it's it's through the power yeah. of the Holy Spirit that we get to continue his work you know or be part of his work and it's all about restoring and redeeming and reconciling you know and actually that's what we get to play a part in his work and so and I think just to even the idea that um even in Paul's letters it's always um it always starts with grace and peace. You know, we receive his grace. We receive his love. We receive the Prince of peace in our lives. And then we're able to go out and give that peace as we receive first. So, um, yeah, I think that that is really exciting. And I think part of it is just not abstract. It's not away from Jesus. We look at his life. What did he do? How did he restore? How did he redeem? What was he, what was he, what was the kingdom? What does the kingdom look like? And when we get that in view, we know what our work is, you know?
0: Absolutely. I, I love, I love these verses. You mentioned Ephesians 2. That This is sort of the, I think this is a little bit further on in Ephesians 2. It says, Jesus himself is our peace. He has made the yeah. two groups, and he's talking in that context about the Jews and the non-Jews, the um Gentiles, Gentiles, thank you, Jews and Gentiles that are you know that are in conflict, they are fragmented. So as Jesus Himself is our peace, he has made the two groups one, he has destroyed the dividing wall of hostility. His purpose was to unify, to create one new humanity, and what's mm. Powerful is is when we think about the Gospel being both horizontal and vertical, yeah. that often we we talk about the Gospel in terms of the the vertical aspect that God has reconciled us to himself, you know. Jesus came as the reconciler as the the prince of peace to to reconcile us to God but it doesn't stop there the gospel has to also work itself out vertically absolutely we have to and again we have to that's quite in the power of his spirit thank you Amy yeah in the power of his spirit not our own strength we then work out that gospel. Like again, it says in it, it, it says in Romans twelve, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, be at peace with everyone. I mean, that is a challenge, isn't it? Be at peace with everyone. So far as it depends on you, you do everything you can to be at peace with others. Um, yeah, wow. There's a lot there, isn't there? We can. There is. We, we should, should leave it, it there. Thanks for being with us guys. We've loved it. We got a lot out of it. I hope you did too.
1: <laughs> I know it's so fun. So fun.
0: Okay. Um, if you're listening or watching this, why don't you rather than rushing away? See if you can just take a moment to receive now. Holy spirit. We do thank you that the, these fruit of the spirit that we're exploring together, they're a gift from you that yeah. you are the gift giver. And we just ask now, Holy Spirit, would you come and deposit the gift of peace into people's hearts right now? Yes, Jesus. And we pray, God, Spirit of God, that you would now highlight in anybody who is listening or watching this now. Would you highlight now in my heart, in Amy's heart, in others' hearts, anything that might be robbing us of that peace, anything that is Uh, preventing us from placing our full trust in the Prince of Peace, in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Would you do that now, Lord, by your spirit? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I pray, Spirit of God, you would just highlight unforgiveness, resentment, sin, idolatry, Lord, fear, control, comparison. Yeah whatever it might be, cynicism, anything, Lord, disunity, unconscious bias, anything, Lord, anything, contempt, God, anything that is causing that fragmentation in our relationship with you that's taken away peace, would you do that, Spirit of God? And if if the Spirit has highlighted something in your heart right now, I pray uh, that... The spirit would enable you now just to repent, just repent of what it is now. I'm sorry, God, for whatever it might be. And then I I just just you just give it to him, whatever you need to do, say, that that allows you in the spirit to just give it to him, hand it to him. Yeah. Just do that now. And Lord, we pray that your peace would rest now on every single person. In Jesus'
1: name, amen. 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 Ah,
0: nice to see you, Rach. Nice Nice to see your face. Can I just say, final words. We've recorded this podcast relatively early. Amy and I met to do this at 8 (laughs) a.m. Amy had already been to Asda. She gets the super award I'm, today. You know, I can go for a nap <laughs> now. You've
1: got to put your shopping away. <laughs> yes. Okay. Love you lots. Bye. Bye bye. Bye.